Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jim Kircher. This month, Sauce Magazine released the results of their annual Reader's Choice Awards. Among the notable winners was the popular local barbecue joint, Sugar Fire Smokehouse. Sugar Fire won three awards, Favorite Restaurant, Favorite Barbecue, and Chef of the Year, which went to Matt Glickert, catering and events chef for Sugar Fire 44 in Valley Park. Matt joins us in the studio to talk about the awards alongside Mira Nagarajan, art director for Sauce. Welcome back, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. So, Mira, tell me about the uh, the polling process. You've switched this year to an online process. How does that change? You must get I can't imagine how many votes and comments and questions you get. Well, everybody's on social media. Everybody has, like, an opinion. And so we decided to, we, ma- we made it go online uh, a couple of years ago. We have a two-tier process. So there's a nomination round. And then once all the nominees are in, you can vote for, your fi- for, the, for whoever you think is best suited to win in that category. And it's been great. We get a lot of response. We get a lot of engagement online. And people are expressing their opinion. And they want their favorite restaurants and their favorite chefs and stuff to be recognized. So it's a great way to connect with our readership. Yeah, a lot of categories because there's lots of different, I mean, this is the great thing about St. Louis, and, and especially if you've lived here a long time, it's just really expanded in terms of, of what's out there. So you've probably had to expand, you know, the categories, but besides best restaurant, favorite chef, and, and those sorts of things, what, 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 are you, what are you asking people to judge here? It's really an emotional connection, I feel like. That's the kind of thing that, at least as a voter myself, I respond to is like, what are the places, if I'm thinking about my favorite fine dining restaurant, I'm thinking about like the service, I'm thinking about the atmosphere, I'm thinking about what was that memorable dish, and whatever comes to mind that hits all those categories, I feel like is what I'm going to vote for. And I think that's pretty consistent with most people. Yeah, so before we ask Matt some specific questions about Sugar Fire, what were the voters telling you about uh, Sugar Fire? Well, Sugar Fire won Best Restaurant. And I think um, Matt can definitely talk more about this, too. But I think what people really respond to is that there's an affordability, there's an approachability, there's an element of fun. And it's consistent between all the different locations of it has great, like consistent quality. And that sort of reliability is just amazing. And there's all these different players involved. People are franchising and people are, you know, taking on a little bit of individuality with their franchise restaurant and still they maintain this uh, level of consistency and I think that's what works best. So Matt Glickert, this is kind of a big deal. This is this is pretty cool for you guys. Pretty pretty big deal for me. You know, I've been cooking in St. Louis for 15 years. I just turned 30 on Wednesday, so to win Chef of the Year at 30 years old is a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, when you set out, you don't, I mean, you set out, well, I could ask you what you set out to do, but first of all, you got to make some good food. But in terms of the sorts of things that people would say, this makes this my favorite restaurant or my favorite barbecue, how do you go out to set yourself apart? You know, I think like she was saying, it's just the approachability of us. I think we've perfected this fast, casual movement. People can come in any time of the day and get a perfect sugar fire meal, you know, and and they rely on us. Like she said, the consistency between our stores is so important for us, but we also like to showcase each chef, so to speak, at each location, you know. I might do something different than a different chef, and that kind of separates us, but kind of brings us together. Everybody knows that the brisket is going to be the same. Everybody knows the pork and the ribs and turkey are going to be the same. You know, it's, you know, what we do as a whole that keeps everybody happy, I think. So you said you've been doing this since you were 15, right? Yeah. 
Uh, did you start out in barbecue, or were you in restaurants and moved in? How did you get into barbecue then? Well, even before my career, uh, my family actually owned a, a franchise of an ice cream place. So I started off super young, working uh, in the hospitality industry. Uh, when I was 14 years old, I got a job with Cardwell's in Frontenac, um, and that was super fine dining and very professional. And ever since then, I just knew that even before then, I knew that I was going to be a chef, and that's what I wanted to do. I just I like to please people with food, and I like to see reactions. Yeah, Mira, well, we were just talking. I think since I've been here, and I've been here a while, St. Louis is building a reputation. Maybe it had its reputation, and I wasn't aware of it, but I'm certainly more aware of it now that St. Louis has a reputation for, for barbecue. Yeah. I mean, when I first started working at Sauce, that's when uh, Mike Emerson wor- uh, opened up Pappy's. And then since then, I feel like even just in the last few days, Beastcraft Barbecue is opening up in the Grove. And it's just like it's there's always something new happening in barbecue. And I think one thing Matt and I were discussing a few minutes ago was on their social media, they're posting their specials every day. And he was saying, like, at a certain time, we want to announce what our special is so that, yeah, you can come back for your regular brisket or your regular turkey or whatever, but we're trying to do something fun and new and kind of crazy and, fu- and you know, to distinguish them so they can distinguish themselves from the other barbecue competition that's around. Yeah, what comes to mind if people use St. Louis, it's uh, St. Louis-style ribs and pork steaks. But how do we define St. Louis barbecue, or, or is everybody slightly different? Is, every, is it just a, a rich environment, or is there a style that defines this, this city? You know, Mike Johnson's kind of referenced this before. He says we're like the barbecue triangle. We take notes from the Carolinas, Texas, and Kansas City. So that triangle, and we kind of created our own St. Louis feel. Like we have Texas brisket. Our, our, our pork is kind of Carolina-based. Our ribs are, you know, Kansas City-ish, but more St. Louis style. So we kind of took the best of the best and kind of made it our own. But, yeah, when people think St. Louis, they think barbecue. I mean, it's comfortable. It's approachable. I think everybody knows barbecue, and I think that we have taken that and just elevated it to a a finer standard, that's all. So I'm wondering when you're talking about specials and menu changes, um, you know, you th- I, I, I think, and maybe a lot of people might think, barbecue's pretty pretty straightforward. You yeah. give me some brisket, you give me some ribs, you give me some pulled pork, you give me some chicken, you give me some sausage. Yeah. How do you get beyond that without becoming, you know, sort of too fancy? Well, like I told Mira, you get to work at seven o'clock in the morning and you're kind of scatterbrained, you just think, I'm going to make this, this, and this together, and I'm going to create this, and it's going to be kind of eclectic, you know, but approachable. And I think that's what Sugar Fires, you know, that's what we've designed. I think we've taught St. Louis that, hey, you, we have those standards, those staples, but we're going to, we're going to elevate it, and we're going to show you something better and something different. And we're going to do it every day. One of their day. sandwiches that they do that we've talked about um, in, the, in the print issue is the Big Muddy, which is it's brisket, it's smoked sausage, it's a horseradish sauce, it's a barbecue sauce, there's like other toppings on it, and it's this gorgeous, tall sandwich, and it's a delicious mess. But it's also like, there aren't a lot of places that when you go, you're going to get this kind of odd combination of things that end up just working in the end. And, you know, there's, 
High Point is also a part of the whole Sugar Fire family. Mike Johnson is uh, the owner of High Point, which won a favorite burger this year. And in the print issue, we, we photographed one of their specials was called the St. Lunatic Burger with Emo's cheese pizza for a bun, a bacon cheeseburger, a pork steak, a toasted ravioli, and Provel cheese sauce. I mean, who else is doing that? So I think that element of fun is definitely a part of the whole brand. So if you're a... a you're a chef. You become a chef. Uh, is there a lot of, I mean, besides just doing the job, coming in and making sure everything gets done, is there a lot of pressure? So much pressure. Is there really? Every day. Every day. Like I was telling Mira, before I came here, I had cram six hours of work into four hours, and I had to push myself out the door because there's so much work to do every day. And it's it's rewarding. I can go home and know that everything's great and organized and perfect. That's what makes me satisfied is... The workload is huge, but I knock it out of the park every time. Yeah, but getting some awards, that's got that's got to help. It is, and it puts the pressure on, too, to keep the, you know, when you win an award, you got to prove yourself. You know, for people that haven't visited us before, I see new people every day, and it shocks me because we serve so many people every day. And they say, hey, we've heard of you, we've heard of you. Well, I'm going to make sure that what they heard was perfect. Yeah, I'm familiar with the, the, the place on Olivet, not not Valley Park, but but are you you've expanded... Where, where are you, is Sugar Fire now? So me personally, I work at the Valley Park location. Um, I kind of bounce around between some of the stores to help with catering, but I am based out of Valley Park. We're at 141 and 44, perfect corner, lots of traffic. Um, we did expand slightly. We do have a 60-seat a, a banquet hall uh, directly next door to us, so we call it Sugar Fire Reserve. Um, and just like it sounds, you can call ahead, reserve. Um, what we like to kind of promote it as is it's really just a, a room for you to host parties. You know, last night we did a, a, a rehearsal dinner for a wedding. We've done bridal showers. We've done baby showers. We've done retirement parties. We've done a 30-year kindergarten reunion for people. Like, I mean, you name it. And then on top of that, the menus are completely customizable. You know, we, we obviously want you to eat the barbecue. We want you to eat our staples. But at the same time, we can cook but anything you want. So... I, so many times people email me recipes and say, hey, can you make this? Of course we can make that. And that's another thing that sets us apart is, hey, we're not going to limit you to this menu. Whatever you want, yeah. we'll come up with it. We'll make it work for you. Mira, the, you, these, these awards, you know, people are, are waiting to find out if they're on it, you know, if, they, if, if they've won. Um, is there a big impact? And I'm going to ask two things. There could be a positive impact, but I would think sometimes there might be a negative impact. I mean, you know, I really don't... I don't mean because people won't go, but maybe too many maybe people too come. Many, that, that could be true. And I don't, I don't really know the answer to whether or not people are, you know, how every restaurant reacts to it. Because some people have, like, a great social media presence and they really tout, like, oh, we're a winner, we want you to come in. Some people aren't, there, some people are more low-key about it. So I don't know exactly what the statistics are with that. But I think that... It does make people, we do put it online, we put it on our social media, and then we have our saucy soiree, which is uh, actually this Sunday, June 23rd, at Union Station at 5 p.m., where a lot of winners come and kind of give out samples of food, and you buy a ticket, and you go in, and you can taste so many of the winners. And it's, for a lot of people, a great introduction to some of the restaurants that maybe they've not heard about before. Yeah, who are some of the more notable winners? Well, they're all notable, so we'll just well, say Well, <laughs> one, one of them that I particularly love is uh, the favorite donut shop, Old Town Donuts in Florissant. It's open 24 hours, family-run spot. 
we featured them in our June issue, and we love their old-fashioned donuts. It's so it's such a cool place to go, whether it's morning or in the middle of the night, because who's not in the mood for donuts? <laughs> um, our cover features Lauren Nalik, who is uh, the co-owner of Balkan Treat Box, and they won for a favorite Mediterranean or Middle Eastern. And they've got, uh, they just opened their, their new restaurant in Webster Groves, and literally everything on the menu is phenomenal. And it's all kind of based on the foundation of this amazing bread that she makes in their wood-fired oven. And it's, again, it's very affordable, very approachable, and you really can't go wrong on that menu. Such a vibrant uh, and diverse um, uh, community in terms of food and restaurants. I wonder when you guys go other places, I, I don't know, Matt, if you've got time to go to other places, do you walk in and say, and you have the meal and you, you take it in, do you say, this place is going to make it or no way this place is going to make it? Oh, man. <laughs> all, all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hard to please. And I eat out all the time. You do? I do. You have I, time to do that? I, I don't, but I make it to make time to do it. Yeah. And it's something I really, I serve people all day long, all night long. So when I can sit down and be served, I really appreciate it. But I'm kind of critical of it, you know? Is it the food or the service or the setting? Is it all of those things? What what makes what makes a failure? Let me ask you that. I mean, I don't know because I've never run a restaurant, but I think that for me as a diner, I think atmosphere first, service, and then food. That's just my personal preference. If I want to be in that space, if the service makes me feel like super, you know, awesome, and then the food is good, it's just like it's like the perfect order of things. But you know, when we chatted with Mike Johnson for a profile we ran on him, he was saying to us, like, if you're not busy Tuesday through Thursday or Monday through Thursday, if you're only busy on the weekends, like, it's sort of like the prequel to a bad, you know, it's like a disaster, it's like a bad thing waiting to happen. And um, that was kind of one of the markers that he used to say, like, when he was opening his restaurants, that many of them closed, that that was kind of a telltale sign. Do you try the other, uh, other barbecue joints? I do. Not as much recently, but I do. I yeah. mean, I've been to Pappy's, I've been to Dally's, I've been, um, you know, I've, where else have I gone? The Duke's, Duke's Restaurant out in Winsville. Yeah. Is it possible for the success that you guys have had with the tons of meat, I've seen the figures, tons of meat, <laughs> that you sometimes think maybe we need to put a lid on this? It can, can you, might be overextended? Some people think that, you know, they say, oh, you guys are just going too fast, too fast. But, you know, I don't think we're going fast enough. I think for what we have and what we've proved, I think that we could really run across the country with this. You know, people think too fast, too soon is a failure. Look, look at our, look at our numbers. Look at our stats. I mean, it, it speaks volumes, you know, like today in Valley Park, I had literally 30 people waiting for us to open at 11 o'clock. Right. And then 65 people next door at the reserve. Well, congratulations <laughs> on, the, on the awards. I want to thank Matt Glickard thank of Sugarfire 44 and Mira Nagarajan of Sauce Magazine for joining us today. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.